Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and I appreciate you finding some time in your busy day to spend with me. Today, we're going to be talking about the signage industry. So whether you've driven down the the road, you've seen signs. If you walk in a building, building, you've seen signs. Um, I I found some information, but it doesn't even do the signage industry justice. The global digital signage market, now that's just a fraction of this industry. The global digital signage market size was estimated at $18.55 billion in 2018. And it's anticipated to reach $31.71 billion, $31. billion in 2025, which is a growth of 8% between the years of 2019 and 2025. You know, I don't care what you're talking about. If that's just a sliver of the market, I tell you, this is a huge opportunity, and it is growing constantly. So today my guest is A.J. Titus. A.J. is the president of Signorama. He spearheads the growth of the brand throughout the U.S. and around the world. So this is an international franchise. Signorama is the world's largest signed franchise. So please help me in welcoming A.J. to the show. A.J., welcome to All Things Franchising. Thanks so much, Linda. I'm happy to be here today. Well, I I did not – I have to be honest with you, A.J. I did not realize this market was so huge. Like I said, we okay. drive down the road, and there are signs. We walk into a building, and there are signs. It is a huge market, A.J., now, before we get started in talking about Sinorama, tell me a little bit about your history and what drew you, what was, what was so attractive about Sinorama? Well, it's funny, Linda. We like to joke that we're the, the most public secret out there because we meet with people <laughs> every day, and, and they're, you know, they didn't grow up saying they want to start a sign business when they were young, right? You know, I think we were a little bit below, you know, astronaut or a politician or something different, right? So, uh, but we're educating them on the business, and they always come back to the second meeting and say, wow, I didn't realize how big this industry is. So, you know, we, we really love the industry that we've in, we're in. And the, the company was founded in 1986 in, in New York. My dad actually started the business um, when he was younger, and he actually just saw the opportunity in the market. He had a couple of friends work for him in, in the location and he went out and sold the signs and a guy by the name of Jim Tatum made the signs. And, and as they say, the rest is kind of history, you know, 35 years later, the next year will be our 35th year in business. So, um, wow. you know, look, we help business owners grow their business. That's really what we do. Well, from the time that your father founded the company, 
I'm sure that there's been a little bit of changes out there in the sign industry and the trends. Um, tell me a, a little bit more about what Signorama offers and the types of signs and how that has changed from when your father founded it. For sure. No, in the first location in New York, there was actually a full-time painter on staff who went and painted signs. And there was actually a dark room for developing film and, and things of that nature because they thought that's where the industry was headed. And so it, now there's no painters on staff anymore. You know, everything is digital printing. And that printer, you know, that didn't even exist when they started the business, you know, 35 years ago. And so, you know, it's, it's evolved quite rapidly. You know, we have flatbed printing now. So what that is is essentially you're printing directly onto a piece of material instead of peeling off vinyl and sticking it on. It actually, we've actually tried it where you can print onto a door and actually print directly mm -hmm. onto to wood and different things like that. And so it, it's evolved quite rapidly. Electric signs, LED message centers, LCD screens, everything in between of uh, the digital signage that you touched on, Linda, that has evolved unbelievably where the definition and the brightness and how big some of these things are, curved uh, LED message centers. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible what they're able to do now. And, and we're just, that's a, just a piece of the signage industry that we're part of. Mm -hmm. So sounds to me like if you're in business, then you want, would want to go to Signorama, right? Because it doesn't matter <laughs> yep. if it's a small sign that goes in the window or if it is a sign um, over the ladies' room and the men's room. Uh, it's something that you guys can take care of. Exactly. And, and our tagline is the way to grow your business. And, and we really live that tagline because at the end of the day, if you're in business, you're going to use one, if not many of the products that we sell. And, and we're experts in the field. And so if, you, if you're having a trade show and you need to create trade show displays, if you have you know, interior signage that you need uh, hung on the walls, if you need graphics in your waiting room, if you need your vehicle wrapped, we do all of those things. So anyone who owns a business is going to touch one of the products that we sell at some point. You know, um, I'm, I may be naive in this, AJ, but it sounds to me like you guys are more in the marketing business now than just in the sign business that your father started. <laughs> well, we, we've definitely transitioned, Linda, until – you know, we have multiple keys of success in our training school, and, and one of them is quality, you know, and, and it's not only about the product. The product, we sell product at the end of the day. Our franchisees sell product, but it's about the customer experience, and it's about providing solutions for customers because a, a customer could come into a location and, and say, hey, I need my vehicle graphic wrapped, or my, my vehicle graphic on my car but they could leave with four other things that they didn't even knew, know they mm -hmm. needed that could help grow their business and get them more customers. So again, you know, we're, we're really consultative in our approach to, to the business. Mm -hmm. It definitely sounds like that. So let's talk now a little bit about what that franchise opportunity looks like. Now, AJ, I came out of corporate. I really don't have any experience in graphic design I really, uh, I am certainly a newbie um, when it comes to signage. Are you looking for someone who has that type of background 
when you're looking at prospective franchisees? You know, Linda, it's not really. It's not a bad thing if someone knows the industry and, and has that experience. It's actually a good thing. But we're really looking for people who are sales-minded or operational-minded people, someone who's run a business before, someone who sells, you know, and is able to manage people. Those are the types of kind of profiles we look for. You know, most people we talk to don't know the industry and, and don't have a history in it, but we need really people who are connectors of people. They're able to go and network. They're able to go and talk to business owners and actually talk to them from a consultative approach, like we, I said earlier. Um, but really sales, operational management, those types of fields or those types of roles uh, really make good franchisees. Mm-hmm. So now that you know that I don't know, I don't have a history in this, I've, I've done little than just, maybe order a sign. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of training are you going to provide me so that when I do find myself in the office with a business person that I'm knowledgeable enough to be able to market Signorama in the best light? So we provide uh, five weeks of training. There's two weeks of, of initial training where we go through everything from the products to role-playing on how to sell products, management, uh, profit and loss statements, things of that nature. We go into that initial two weeks as if you've never run a business before and never run, especially never run a signed business. So we provide those two weeks. Then we have two weeks of setup training at your location. So we actually make sure your equipment's working, all the technology in the business is working. And then we actually do a marketing and sales uh, setup and training where we actually go canvas uh, people around your area, work and, and build your market, build your customer database. And then there's actually a, a fifth week that's optional, but it's called on-the-job training, where you actually get an opportunity to go into an existing Signorama store and learn from them. You know, this is usually mm-hmm. a store that's been around for multiple years and is a successful owner, and, and you can learn from, from them and, and what they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned location. Um this is clearly a big brick and mortar. What, mm-hmm. is, what size uh, space uh, is do you recommend? We we typically look for that twelve hundred square foot range. You know, it could be a little less, it could be a little more, but probably you know eleven to fifteen hundred square feet. It it's typically in a retail location or in a, in a light industrial area. It doesn't need to be you know the best you know Main Street real estate. But it, it could have it should have street frontage and parking so customers can find you easily. So the next step is I'm wondering how do I hire qualified people? I don't know anyone with that background. Uh, is that something that uh, Signorama helps their franchisees in identifying? We do. You know, I think what's what's interesting about our our brand is that most colleges and universities teach graphic design, so you, you shouldn't have a problem. We, we haven't found problems finding people with graphic design background. Um, and then really from a sales perspective, it's, it's a product everyone needs. And so, you know, we, we help in that regard. But, you know, again, if, if Linda, if you and I can solve the, the employee problem of finding good employees all the time, yeah. you and I should stop talking and we, sh- we should make a lot of money, you know. <laughs> but so but we do <laughs> – but we do help in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. About how many employees do you recommend that um, a brand-new franchisee have on staff when they open? For a new store, we typically see three employees, someone who is going to be focused on sales and doing outside sales work, someone inside the business. We, we call them the client account specialist. Someone, so it's your front counter person, but they're doing cold calling, inside sales, maybe some design and things of that nature, and then your production designer, so someone who's actually making and designing the products. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about um, helping the new franchisees to get out into the community. What size businesses, AJ, is your target market? It's a great question. You know, our, our franchisees could really go from the smallest mom and pop to we have some multinational corporations that our franchisees deal with. But but typically it's that middle group, you know, someone who's, you know, a, a business in the community that needs signs, that does trade shows, that has building, that has a building that they need signage for, or maybe a fleet of, of cars or trucks that they need. So usually that middle group of, of business owner, that's what we typically look for. Mm-hmm. Now, when a franchisee comes on, um, what are some of the the referral partners? Because I love referral partners, AJ. I, I've always said referral partners is the magic dust to anybody's business. Mm-hmm. So when when you're helping them to identify companies, what would be some of the referral partners that you would plug them into as well? Well, so we, we're big advocates of networking. So BNI, Chamber of Commerce, those are big things that, that we've always pushed and, and think our owners should be a part of that. We also have – we're a part of United Franchise Groups, which has nine other brands besides Signorama, and most of them are uh, B2B businesses. And so we, we encourage our franchisees always to refer to the other franchisees and the different mm-hmm. sister and brother brands, and we always look to do that. And then on top of that, our, our network as a, as a Sinorama family, we always pass things between each other. And there are many owners who will get leads for a job in another state or city or, or even country in some cases where um, they'll refer it over to. You know, I, it actually, it's funny, Linda, there's a story that I, I tell often about uh, a franchisee in Framingham, Massachusetts. He, he actually... Um, he, he went cold calling and he went and talked to this, this engineering firm and ended up being, and the gentleman at the engineering firm said, Hey, we have a acquisition we just made and there are offices around the world and we need to rebrand them on the same day. Can you wow. do it? And he said, of course. And he said, of course I can do it. And then he went back to his <laughs> shop and he gave, he, he gave us a call this? and said, <laughs> he gave us a call at the office and said, Hey, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so, um, but it was funny. So I asked him, uh, and, you know, and it was me and obviously other people that, that were part of this, but I wasn't president at the time. Um, but they reached out to our president. He went down the path of, um, of getting the locations of these places and connected them with franchisees in France, in New Zealand, in Australia, all around the world. There's no other sign company who can do that and the type of scale that we can. And so mm-hmm. we we're mm-hmm. constantly connecting, um, people and and franchisees and customers all the time. Yeah, that's great to have a global presence that way, especially since there are a lot of companies that have a global presence and they need to 
work with a, a provider that can accommodate that. Um, just, folks, if you're listening to this recording, I just want to let you know it is December the 1st of 2020, so we are still impacted by the pandemic. So, AJ, you know my next question is going to be, <laughs> how did COVID impact Sinorama's business? It, I mean, like everyone, it definitely impacted it greatly. We're we're in a really great situation and really honestly blessed that most places around the world, most cities, most countries actually recognize the sign industry as an essential business because we did a lot of face shields. We did uh, acrylic barriers. We did social distancing decals and stickers. Um, actually, our mobile, uh, obviously mobile has become a bigger thing in, in grocery delivery and deliveries in general. And so vehicle graphics have become more popular. Mm. Um, there's a ton of trends like that. And so we've been blessed that most of our franchisees, not everyone, but, but most of our franchisees were able to at least operate during this time. And um, that's, that's been a blessing. And we've seen kind of our product mix change drastically, you know, over the last six, seven months, we're starting to see that change now. So that's a, I, I think that's a really good trend back to our core products. Um, but we were mm-hmm. able to make a lot of the PPE signage, the, you know, the acrylic barriers and the, the face shields. Those are things that our, our franchisees pivoted to. And openly, it's, it's a benefit of franchising, right? Like it's uh, mm-hmm. been able to have a group think like that where people can share common practices, ideas really quickly and move forward and, and you know, be able to, to make money in, in something like this uh, when other businesses weren't as fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kind of additional support did you see that your franchisees needed from you as the leadership team? We, we over-communicated during this time. You know, the, I think the number one thing is as, as a leader of a franchise system, you have to be able to clearly communicate. And we pivoted our training digitally, 100% digital. We actually got our, our conference was canceled. We usually do our conference with the International Sign Association, and that was canceled, unfortunately, this year. And we did a virtual conference. We did virtual sales boot camp. Uh, we, we did a lot of newsletters, emails, webinars, you know, even on things on how do I get PPP money? Like, how do I go about mm-hmm. applying right. for a loan? Everything from that we, we did weekly and almost daily at, at one point during this time, webinars. Mm-hmm. And so we over-communicated and, and really supported our franchisees on, on different things during this time um, that I, I think was received extremely well. And I thought our, our franchisees did a great job pushing through the time. And, you know, AJ, things, there was a time things were changing, not just daily, but almost hourly there in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think about, uh, say, an independent um, mom-and-pop sign company. I don't know how they would have kept up with all the changes, plus still try to maintain a business. So that's one of the advantages of being able to plug in to a franchise because you can always raise the flag up for help. And you guys as the leadership team, your, your responsibility is to make sure that you're on top of that while your franchisees are uh, trying to keep the doors open. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and look, the number one 
thing that a franchisor needs to do during this time is be compassionate because every mm. franchisee is dealing with different things. And, and obviously during this time, you don't know what family members were affected by the virus, if, if they were or not. You know, that's something to always keep in mind. But it's, it's so important that there's a franchisor there to help, you know, whenever a franchisee needs it. That's a big part of what, mm-hmm. what we do. And um, not only what we do, but what our other franchisees do. We have a, a formal mentor program where franchisees who've been with the system for a number of years will actually raise their hand and say, you know, look, I want to give back to the system as a whole. And they don't get compensated for it. It's just something that they do to help the system grow. And, and that's, I was really appreciative of, of those franchisees that really stepped up and, and helped mentor some owners because we have many owners who've been around, who were around during the, the, the global financial crisis. And so they've dealt with the recession before and they've seen what, what happens in these times and they were able to impart some of those no, that knowledge over to franchisees. That was a, a huge blessing for not only for those franchisees, but for me as a younger, pre, a younger president who hasn't dealt with that yet. Um, and was able mm-hmm. to learn from a lot of our franchisees to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I believe going forward, AJ, I don't care if it's 10 years down the road, this type, uh, these types of questions will be questions that many um, prospective franchisees will be asking of mm-hmm. you guys as the leadership, leadership team for a franchise. I, I don't think we'll ever get away from these questions and rightly so it needs to be on the table you know what did you do for your franchisees that speaks highly oh for sure so let's talk a little bit about we talked about how things have changed do you see any any trends coming up that um in direction that you wouldn't have anticipated um the signage industry going into well, if you told me last year I'd be making face shields and acrylic barriers, I would have told you you were nuts. <laughs> but uh, obviously that's been wrong. Um, but, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. We, I think digital signage is, is going to be a trend. Um, I, I'm looking in 21, you know, I, I'm expecting a, a economic, uh, you know, boom might be a, mm-hmm. a too, too aggressive word, but I, I, I think there's going to be an economic uh, growth that we haven't seen in a long time in 21, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the first or second quarter. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can't, you know, I I can't go Mm -hmm. down that path, but the fact is businesses that have closed are going to get replaced by new business openings. And, and our Mm -hmm. franchisees are really primed to take advantage of of that because we do best when new businesses are reopening, because when a new Mm -hmm. business opens, what do they need? They need a sign, they need interior graphics, they need everything to start their business. And so that's mm-hmm. a trend that I'm, I'm watching, um, you know, something our, our franchisees, if, if I talk to our franchisees in January of this year and, and ask them, hey, what are your two biggest challenges? Most of them would probably say something around employees. I, I can't find employees. Yeah. That's actually not the case anymore. They, franchisees can find employees to employ, which is a great, you know, obviously not great that it happened, but great for our franchisees in the same breath. And then the other, the second thing would be, you know, cost, you know, cost of doing business, you know, your lease, your building or things like that. A lot of our franchisees have been able to negotiate leases or, or, or new spaces. They've actually moved during this time because it's actually a really good time to take advantage of that. And so mm. the two biggest, 
the two biggest things going into the year are not even a big deal anymore, believe it or not. Um, and that will change. Mm-hmm. You know, look, it ebbs and flows, right? But it's it's just taking advantage of the right time. Mm-hmm. What are the size of the territories that Sinorama awards? So we, we don't do a dedicated uh, territory. We do a marketing area um, because we're such a referral-based B2B business. You know, we look at the, the marketing area where we restrict where people we, – we don't want other franchisees marketing right next to another store, you know, paying for pay-per-click or, you know, doing something like that. But from a, from a sales perspective, if someone refers you, you know, you have a lot of opportunity to, to go into that. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I am a sucker for stories. I love hearing stories. Do you happen to have any stories you could share with us when we come back? Oh, for sure. <laughs> that would Very be great. Good. Very good. Wonderful. So, folks, I'm going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from AJ Titus with Sinorama. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about the signage industry today with A.J. Titus. A.J., um, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had some stories. Before you share those stories, if someone's listening and you've piqued their interest, how would they find out more information about Signorama and the opportunity there? Well, you can go to SignoramaFranchise.com. We have a ton of information on our, on our website. Um, and there's actually more info. You can request more info um, to, to reach out there. Very good. So what are some stories you can share with us today, AJ? It's funny. One comes to mind because when I, when I first started with the business, I actually worked for our franchisee in West Palm Beach and did outside sales and marketing. And so I, I have some interesting stories from, you know, one, one side of the coin than just from the franchisor side. And so, but one story that, that kind of comes to mind is one thing that I love about the sign industry is that no, no day is the same. It's not a mundane business where you never know who's going to walk through the door. And it's a very creative, you know, uh, business that 
you could you could be really be doing something one day and then you have no idea what you're doing the next day and it's it's pretty fun but there was a store in in South Florida a franchisee in South Florida who since sold his business but a franchisee in South Florida who wanted to make he, a person came into the store and the the person said I need zombies for mm-hmm. for my business and the franchisee said zombies <laughs> what do you mean by that <laughs> said I I I, I have a paintball field, and I need zombies around the field so people could shoot at the zombies in the paintball field. And oh, so my goodness. Can, can, you, can you do that? And he said, of course I can do that. And then, of course, he called someone and said, I don't know, how, how can I do this? And so what we did is we, we, we worked with him. He actually routed metal and actually printed out images of zombies that were put in the field around the paintball field and and the customer was thrilled. And so those are things that, you know, you can't, you just can't make it up. It's not something that we would be advertising on our website, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a a customer that's happy. And so that, that's what I love about the sign industry. You never know what's going to walk through the door and you never know what type of creative project you'll be working on. Yeah. I'm sure zombies is not in your pick list on the website when it goes to what, you know, the services, uh, you no. know, but you could <laughs> add that. You, I mean, you never know. <laughs> Other people well, may if want, you want zombies to be, as well. <laughs> well, you know, Linda, if you want to be a little bit more morbid, my other, my other story was we have franchisees who have wrapped caskets before, believe it or not. Really? So, uh, really? Yeah. So with, with, with different teams or with family members, pictures or things like that. And so look, you know, Hey, if it's a paying customer, we're happy. Um, But I, I, I share those stories because, you know, what's considered a sign is pretty, pretty out there. And you could, there's a lot of different ways for franchisees to make money and and grow the business. And so, you know, we're, we're open and we're flexible with some of those things as well. Wow. So it, you know, getting creative, um, a, a lot of people get concerned when they buy into a franchise, AJ, because they think, well, I'm being put in a box because I can only do X, Y, and Z. But what you've just described has allowed your franchisees to get really creative to help um, accommodate the customer that walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. It's not we're not similar to other franchises in the respect that look, we we do have our rules, we do have the things that we want to keep consistent with our brand and the experience with customers. That's part of the benefit of the franchise. But in the same breath, you I mean every one of our franchisees has a designer on staff. And so you can't put creative people in a box and say, mm-hmm. you know, this is you have to adhere to this. You know, we, we do give a lot of flexibility to our, our franchisees to be entrepreneurs because we want them to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I tell you what, AJ, we're down to the end of the show and I have those final three questions. The first one is that if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? That's, a, that's an awesome question. I, I mean, I think each person's a little different with this. You know, I, I think I would go into the, fran- the franchising world with an open mind. There's a ton of opportunities. You know, most people who think about franchising, they think of fast food or they think of a food business. And so right. I right. would just first say, 
that's that's big part of the franchising world for sure, but it's not the only part. And there's a ton of business service franchises out there, you know, and Sinorama is one of them that I, I, I think are great businesses. I would, I would be looking for how long a uh, franchisee or a franchise concept has been in business. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. someone who's, who's brand new. You want someone who's gone through the time to, you know, perfect the system. You want to be able to talk to franchisees who've been in business for a really long time and, and been able to talk to them and talk to their experience on the business. That's, I think, a really big thing. Um, because, look, at the end of the day, I've worked for a franchisee. I've been in franchising my entire life. But I, I can't speak the same way a franchisee can because they're living it every day, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I like to think that I have a good understanding of our business, but I, I'm not a franchisee. And, and that's that's something that a franchisee should be able to talk to you about. Um, and, then, and, look, make sure you're passionate about what, whatever you get into, whether that is the sign industry or something else, you know, you got to like what you do, you know, you got to really love what you do. And so, you know, I, that would be my advice to anyone listening, looking to buy a business or a franchise is, you know, look how long they've been in business, talk to franchisees who've been with the franchise for a long time and, and, and do something you're passionate about, you know, do something that right. you think you can do and do really well for a long time. Right. You know, one of the things that I also um, make it real clear when I'm working with a client is to look at the industry. You know, forget about the brand. Just look at the industry. Is there potential growth? Uh, you don't want to someone to be looking at a blockbuster, so to speak. Um, mm. You know, there has to be an opportunity for it, it to grow, but for it to evolve into whatever the next demand is. Just like you were saying, face shields, for goodness sakes, who would have thought it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's very good. A hundred percent, and it's, a, you know, things continue to evolve, and at the end of the day, you want a franchisor who's open to evolving and changing with the times too because you don't want someone to be too rigid with what's going yep. on as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so the second question here is, um, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Well, I, this is kind of a cop-out answer, but it is, it's really what I believe is you want someone who's going to work really hard and is going to follow the system that's set in place. And, and I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, Linda, but the fact is, you know, a franchise has a system in place for a reason. It's not in place because the franchisor just wants to control everything that you do. There's a reason the system's in place because they've seen this be successful or they've seen the negative side effects to the inverse. And and so it's important to follow the system. I think every franchisee comes in and brings a a different mindset and a different skill set, and that's good. We want to embrace that, but not at the detriment of running the system. I I have seen franchisees come in and want to change everything right away and, and that's not a good use of anyone's time and money. You know, you, you purchase mm-hmm. this franchise because they're here to give you the system. You know, that's, that would mm-hmm. be first, first off. And number two, you know, this is, this is a, a business, and, and you're going to get what you put out of this business. You know, you got to find a good franchisor, and you got to find a good partner to be with. But the fact is, if, if you work really hard and you build the business up, you're going to re- reap most of those benefits. If you don't work hard and you, you wait and that business to come to you, then you're not going to get the benefits that you, you could have gotten if you worked harder. 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that I also tell uh, any client that I'm working with is this is not for the faint at heart. Running a business okay. is is hard work. And if you're looking for something that is eight to five, you might want to dust off your resume and put that back out there because running a business, I don't care if it does have a franchise or its name on the building, still have to get out there and let people know you're there, right? Oh, yeah. No, it is. And it's, look, I, I think franchising is the most fulfilling industry that we're around. And again, I'm, I'm totally biased, Linda, because I've grown up in franchising my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I've seen, I've seen people become millionaires by being franchisees. And I've seen people get into the business and think it's something that it's not and end up selling the business and not doing what they would like to do. And, and that's, that's a shame, but it is what it is. And, and I, I, I'm very honest with, with everyone up front to say, look, you got to run the system and you got to work hard. Those are the two most yeah. important things. Yeah, I would agree 100% Matt. So the final question here, AJ, is you've been in franchising for a long time. What does the future of franchising look like? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, look, there's, there's a ton of concepts out there. I, I think franchising is the future because – Look, there's things like your Uber and Lyft where they say the quote-unquote the gig economy. Um, mm. Franchising is not that. It's a full, full-fledged full business. And so I think more and more people are going to be able to work on their own and not be indebted to just work for a company their entire life. You know, I, I think franchising is what gives people flexibility and the freedom to kind of to do what they need to do in their business and that and or in their lives, really. And so that's I think the future is very bright for franchising. You know, there there are um, some politics right now that I, I don't necessarily agree with that are going after the, the gig economy and the types of things. But I, I think ultimately more franchising actually helps people have that freedom and have that ability to, to grow their own, you know, life and, and way they want to live their, their life instead of being in a business their whole life. You know, and this is this is coming from someone who's worked for, United Franchise Group their entire life as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that there's there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with franchising. Yeah, most definitely. I think another thing that is a telltale sign that franchising is um, a business model that is here to stay is all of the industries that are embracing that franchise model as a means of distribute, uh, dis, uh, distribution, uh, expanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that says so much for this business model. Mm. Oh, I, I agree. I, I think, look, if you want to start a business right now, there's really two ways to grow, okay? There, and, and there's other ways. I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it, but there's really two ways to grow your brand. It's either, number one, go the venture capitalist route, try to raise seed funding and angel investors and go through that whole thing, eventually go public, and then – you know, go, go down that path, which is fine. There's a lot of franchise companies who go down that path later on. That's, that's, I think there's, that's an option there, but the other is franchising and you work together Mm -hmm. with a group of like-minded people who, who want to help grow the business and want to help grow the brand and see the vision and, and they reap the benefits of that moving forward. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. 
AJ, I've really enjoyed having you on the show today. A great conversation. I, I really love your perspective here. One more time, if someone's listening and they'd like more information about the Sinorama opportunity, where would they go? They would go to SinoramaFranchise.com, and they can get all the information they need there and request even more. Wonderful. Again, thanks so much for being on the show, AJ. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Linda. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. So, folks, you just um, when you when you think of an industry like the the signage industry, you never really realize how big it is. So, as we were saying earlier, do some research. Do some research on the industry before you even start looking at the franchise opportunities that are out there. Um, what industry is it that you're finding that? not only are growing, but they're also growing and uh, evolving as the demand evolves. As always, I'm leaving you with a quote. This is an unknown author. I keep saying I'm going to take credit for some of these because they're really good. This one goes like this. A business without a sign is a sign of no business. Thanks so much, folks, for joining me on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.